Well, hey, church, it's great to be with you today. If I've not met you before, my name's Phil. I lead the team at St Paul's and we're going to get into God's word now together. But first, let me ask you a question. Have you ever waited for something that was going to change your life? Actually, I guess we're, we're all probably waiting today, aren't we? You know, waiting for change right now in our homes. And to be honest, we're probably all fed up of waiting, fed up of the lockdown, constrained, confined by our own walls. Yeah, there's going to be change, but we're uncertain of what's to come. Well, the disciples, after Jesus' ascension, were waiting, locked down in Jerusalem, anxious, excited, maybe, definitely uncertain of what was to come. It was the Feast of Pentecost, a time uh, when all these Jewish pilgrims from all over the ancient world were in the city, and then suddenly the Holy Spirit comes. And so we're going to pick up the story today in Acts chapter 2, just as the disciples were waiting. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound, like the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues and the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them heard them speak in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language. Some, however, made fun of them and said, well, they've had too much wine. But then Peter stood up, he raised his voice and addressed the crowd. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below. Peter goes on and on. And then he says... All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Peter continues to explain this good news about Jesus and the people who are listening there ask him, well, what, what should we do? What should we do? And then in verse 38, Peter replies, repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for the gift of your Spirit. And thank you for your word. Lord, as we take these moments together now, would you challenge us, encourage us, 
Holy Spirit, fill us afresh today. We pray. Amen. Amen. Well, it's an amazing and dramatic moment and a turning point in history as God pours out his Holy Spirit onto the first disciples. The walls come down and they burst onto the streets with the good news about Jesus. And thousands that day respond and they begin to form new communities of generosity and worship and celebration. Communities that we have come to know as church. And so we're going to chew over this uh, little episode together uh, today because there's a lot going on here. Uh, and actually there are some really vivid images painted here for us in Acts, which we're going to uh, need to look back in order to understand. Here first there's the, the wind and the fire. Um, here in, in verse 2 uh, and 3 it says, The sound uh, of a blowing violent wind came from heaven, and what seemed to be tongues of fire came to rest upon each of them. Yeah, now, this is a direct allusion to the ancient stories about God's glorious, fiery presence, which filled the tabernacle and the temples. Yeah, it also connected to the old prophetic promises that God would come and live by his spirit in the new temple of the new restored kingdom. And so here at Pentecost, we see God's fiery presence come to dwell, not in a building, but in his people. So the writer of Acts wants us to know that the new temple promised by the prophets is in fact Jesus' new family, the people of Jesus. And as a result, encountering God is, is no longer reserved for just a few special people in, in special places at special times. Now God's spirit comes within us. So wherever the people of God are, well, that's where he is too. The message of Pentecost is that the walls are coming down. And has there ever been a better time to know that the church has nothing to do with buildings? Is anyone grateful for that today? You know, here we are in 2020, currently unable to even get inside our buildings for, for who knows how long. Uh, and actually, this is our 11th Sunday gathering online, which is crazy. But it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's tough that we can't all gather in person right now. Yeah, I really miss you all. But you know, Jesus is still with you. And he's still with me. And we don't need a building or even a, a special gathering in order to encounter Jesus. Yeah, the psalmist famously wrote, where can I go? from your spirit where can i flee from your presence if i go up to the heavens you're there if i make my bed in the depths you're there if i rise 
on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. Yet Jesus is with you. It doesn't matter where you are, or who you're with, or who you're not with. Yet Jesus promises never to leave you, because his spirit is in you. You know, Pentecost was when the walls came down, when God broke out of his temple. So let's not put him back in the box. Yeah, I think that's what we often try and do, isn't it? You know, on many levels, I guess, I guess it seems easier to relate to a God who is predictably where we want him to be, doing the things that we think that he should do. A God that we can choose to visit on a Sunday, if we want. You know, but if this season is teaching us anything, it's that the Holy Spirit cannot be contained. Our buildings may be closed, but the church is alive. God is on the move. And my prayer is that this Pentecost, the Spirit would continue to break down our walls of confinement. The limits that we, that we put on God and on ourselves, and instead that we might experience the wind and the fire, the disturbing, disruptive dynamism of the divine who dwells in you. You know, and this all, this all links to the second thing that we see here. You know, the prophets uh, of old promised that when God came to dwell in his new temple, he would reunify all the tribes of Israel, all of his people, under the promised saviour king. And that then the good news of God's reign would go out and be announced to all nations. It's interesting in this account in Acts uh, that describes in great detail the international multi-tribe makeup of the Israelites who were there at Pentecost and who responded to Peter's message. Now we need to know that what happened at Pentecost wasn't just about personal encounter with God, it was communal. And actually more than that, it was an act of unity. Or what we might call today ecumenism. Yeah, which is basically the, the principle of promoting unity among the global church. And the truth is, the church has had some horrible history. You know, of course, the main problem with it is that it's full of people. Yeah, and we're really good at building walls and creating divisions. Yeah, and there have been some really big moments of, of fracture in, in the church. Like, like the great schism between East and West in, in, the, in the 11th century, when we saw the formation of a distinctive Orthodox Church. And, and then there was the Protestant Reformation in the 16th century, which challenged the authority of the Catholic Church. And we saw the rise of Anglicanism and, uh, and the beginning of, I guess, the modern era of church, which is really defined so often by denominationalism, division, basically. 
It's confusing and it's heartbreaking. And it's a direct contradiction to Jesus's own prayer. You know, Jesus who prayed in John 17, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. How will the world see the love of Jesus? If they look at the church and all they see is division. But the message of Pentecost is that the walls are coming down. And I believe that God is doing something fresh in our generation, knitting back together his broken church. And it's remarkable when you look around and see all the exciting ways that churches are partnering with one another. And just this last week, we joined in with Thy Kingdom Come, the global prayer wave uniting Christians of all backgrounds to pray together for more people to come to know Jesus. You know, on Tuesday night, we partnered again with the One Hope Project, and nearly 100 of us, you know, a mixture of Catholics and non-Catholics, gathered on Zoom to worship and pray together. And then there's remarkable tools like, like Alpha, which is being used in unity by Catholics and Baptists and Anglicans and, and the Orthodox Church, and so many more. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, there was that amazing UK church's version of the blessing that we were able to, to get involved with, along with 65 other churches and, and diverse Christian movements. And this is a key value for us here at St Paul's. See, I believe that God has given us a mandate for generous partnership, you know, to collaborate and, and to work closely with others who look like us and those who don't for the sake of Jesus's kingdom. One of the core pillars of our vision here is to plant churches. You know, last year we had the, the privilege of being able to resource two new plants. So first we sent out Jason and Pam and their team to plant Kingdom Roots, an independent, charismatic, evangelistic, discipleship movement based in Limehouse. And then there was the wonderful Father Bernard, an amazing Catholic priest sent from the Archdiocese of Vienna to spend six months with us here in East London, learning from all of you and building a team before planting back into a Catholic parish context. Yeah, this is the Holy Spirit breaking down walls. And my prayer is that this Pentecost, the Spirit would continue to break down our walls of division. And in a time where popularism and polarisation seems more present than ever in our national and global uh, politics and media, the church needs to be different. We need to be different. And the message of Pentecost is that we are 
The walls are coming down. The God who lives in us cannot be contained. And it's by his grace that we can stand united. Immersed in Jesus' presence. Those first disciples broke out onto the streets and began calling others to acknowledge Jesus as their saviour. Now Peter, who just weeks before had denied all knowledge of Jesus, was now out letting everyone know that Jesus was alive and that the promised Holy Spirit had been poured out in verse 32 and verse 33. And then in verse 38, he boldly says, repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's a gift that's still available to us today. All you need to do is turn and trust in Jesus, who loves you, just like he loved those first disciples and wasn't going to leave them lost and locked down. Jesus who died to rescue us from ourselves, to forgive us for, for every selfish act, past, present and future. If you've never turned to trust in Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity to do that now. And then to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to lead us in a short prayer, which if you uh, would like to, I'd encourage you to echo for yourself. Just a short prayer that says, sorry, thank you, help, please. Jesus, I'm sorry for turning away from you, for my selfishness for the ways that I don't show love. Thank you that you died and rose again in order that I might be forgiven. Help me to follow you, to love, to live life in all of its fullness. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit today. For those of you that know Jesus, I encourage you to, to receive him afresh today. You might want to just open your hands as a sign that you're ready. May you experience uncontainable fire of God for those of you who are contained and constrained physically or spiritually may you know the freedom of the spirit 
Jesus, break down the walls, blow through us, shake us, move us. Jesus, may we become the church that you desire us to be. Unite us, empower us for your glory. Amen.